0: Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West,
1: codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood,
2: codename Crapshoot. And I am your Cobra intern that has been stuck at the teletype machine all week because of the news. Codename Legion Cub.
0: Uh, Yeah, seriously, Hasbro, can we have like just enough time to record an episode before you guys drop another surprise pre-order or announce another project or, or so just give us give us three hours to get this episode done and then you can just continue on with your news it's insanity
1: uh, we love the news deluge but we want to break every once in a while I right
0: need I need to, to breathe yes <laughs> uh, all right uh, you can follow us on Instagram at audible interlude podcast and on Twitter at GI Joe audible. Uh, Check out the Needless Things YouTube channel for toy reviews, GI, lots of, I actually meant to move the Needless Things plug to the end of the show because there hadn't been anything GI Joe relevant, but I've got a pile of Joe stuff here. I'm going to have to have a Joe week on the Needless Things YouTube channel very soon. I've got that much stuff because normally I, I do two a week but every once in a while I get enough stuff like this week was all masters of universe origins. Cause I had enough figures to fill up the week. This is going to be like two weeks of Joe. It's crazy, but we'll get to that.
1: Maybe uh, you can just do a yo joggist or something. <laughs> There's a <laughs> no, shirt. It's,
0: it's gotta be yo, Jul- yo, Joe July, because if I don't get to this stuff now, nobody's going to care. <laughs> uh, because there'll be new things coming out. Well, maybe we'll get to that. Uh, On Instagram, I have totally, I'm going to be honest with you guys and with the listeners, I completely forgot about Name That Joe. I've been on vacation. Well, I was on vacation for a week. I was at Joe Fest, which we're going to talk about. uh, And then I went and visited my parents, where I also got a big toy haul from a couple of the great stores in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, Check out Memory Lane Comics, Memory Lane Comics 2, and whatever Wilmington. Vintage toy shops, you got to stop at if you're in Wilmington. Uh, so, I've, I was for a week, I wasn't doing all of the social media stuff I normally do. And then I immediately got back and had to work six 12 hour shifts in seven days. So, that didn't help my social media ing either. So, I'm going to tell everybody right now, I'm going to get back on track uh, this Monday. Joe, Ade- or not, I can't call Joe a day. That's taken. Name <laughs> that Joe. We'll be back. And I will be using figures that I bought at Joe Fest for a while because you guys, Joe Fest was something else. This month, we are doing our normal four episodes, but they're four very special episodes. Uh, the first episode of the month was, of course, our panel live from Joe Fest. You can go check that out in the stream now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is our standard news episode. And then next week on the 15th, we will be posting our episode that is in conjunction with Hooded Cobra Commander 788, Cobra Convergence 6, the sixth Cobra Convergence. And we are very excited to be part of it, especially after meeting uh, good old HTC 788 himself at Joe Fest and having him be part of our live panel. Um, Noel, do you want to tell us a little bit about the history of Cobra Convergence?
1: Uh, Well, it was when it first launched. um, Just, I think it was just Huda Cobra Commander 788, Form uh, BX-12, and uh, Tim, uh, Half the Battle Timmer, And I think it was just the three of them doing videos throughout the month. And then it got so much good feedback. They, you know, they they started doing more videos and bringing in more collaborators and doing like storylines kind of that, that. transverse throughout the, uh, the month. Uh, and it's always been one of my favorite things that they've, they've done, um, throughout the year in the GI Joe video world out there on YouTube. So, uh, the fact that we're now incorporating just uh, audio only, uh, elements into it too, podcasts like ours and a couple others that are doing it this year. Um, I mean, I don't know, we're going to have to, we're going to have to like take out a two month period, I think next year, cause we're already hitting, you know, we're already more than 30, one uh, contributors this year so there's something every day and some are doubled up
0: yeah there's Uh, seven days total uh that are doubled up and yeah well over 30 contributors (laughs) and little news for you guys uh i contributed a little piece of video to one of uh, hooded cobra commander 788s uh whatever i don't know when he's posting it so i don't want to say what it is yet and spoil it uh, but it was something that's very near and dear to me. So I, I threw together a little segment just for him.
1: Well, and if you have seen uh, one of the videos he posted for Cobra Convergence already, he did a review of uh, 1984 Scrap Iron and he ah. got some input from people at Joe Fest. And the first person he was talking to was wearing a very cool hat. It said, Audible Interlude Podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, so uh, we got a little extra uh, plug there.
0: So all about those cheap plugs. Uh, so tons of different uh, content providers are taking part in Cobra Convergence 6. Uh, we already have posts this month from Surgeon Slaughter's Slaughterhouse, the Full Force Podcast, HCC 788 posted on July 3rd, as well as Joe Motion Videos 82, uh, Cobra Island, Timmer Peg Warmers, Plastic Battles, Uh, and then as this episode goes up, we've got a double shot of Snuva's Corner Cafe and What's on Joe Mind Uh, with every single day this month, more stuff. You can find the full listing at hcc788.com with links to all of the content. So this is very exciting. Our episode, our special episode goes up next Friday. The Friday after that, we got another news episode. Uh, and then we will close out the month with one of our standard uh, segment oriented episodes, one of our entertainers, if you will. Not that we don't make the news entertaining, but
2: yeah, we're always entertaining,
0: always on our toes, but
2: even more so every other week.
0: Yes. So, guys, a lot of stuff happened today, but we're going to lead off <laughs> with the one that was, I, well, I don't know. What was the bigger surprise? Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander in the classified line is the fourth tier for the his tank has lab, or Tiger Force Duke popping up for pre order out of nowhere with no warning. (laughs) That actually surprised me more than the Cobra Commander did.
1: Well, we kind we knew that the we knew they were going to be releasing the fourth tier for uh, the unlock, which we haven't even talked about. No, no, tank. we've
0: we've got a whole speaking yeah. of yeah. segments, we've got a whole thing to unpack there. But
1: yeah, but uh, we the, knew we knew they were coming out with a fourth tier. We didn't know how quickly because they just announced it yesterday that it was going to happen. Well, we had uh, a feeling
0: it would be around fifteen thousand because they've done it about the halfway mark between tiers previously. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew when it would happen, but I don't think we realized it would happen this fast. Right? Because this thing, well, we'll we'll talk more about the HasLab in a minute. I just want to mention this it's Tiger Force Duke with the Tiger Force Ram which I actually didn't even notice does that have a Tiger Force specific name or is it just Ram with a different deco
1: it's Tiger Force Duke and Ram is what it's being that's a called. A little as.
0: disappointing you couldn't yeah. have
1: called it the Tiger Cannon or something Tiger Ram I it's don't like know Tiger Roar
0: yeah, I mean something. unless
1: they plan on releasing a ferret eventually and wanting to use the tiger paw that would have been a fine name Well that's it. my that's my
0: hope cuz that's the out of, out of what I think is realistic for classified, that's the vehicle I most want. A regular ferret, a tiger paw, do a python patrol one. I don't care. I'll buy as many ferrets in whatever deco they want to put them in. Uh, so it popped up at, well, I got, <clears throat> look, here's a pro tip that a lot of people don't seem to, to be aware of or, or do or whatever. I have the Hasbro Pulse app on my phone. It makes it easier to order. Everything's faster because you're always signed in. You just open the app. Oh, there's the thing. Bang. Got it. Uh, And I have the notifications turned on. So every single time one of these things has popped up, within five minutes, I see the notification and I'm like, oh, okay, I can go buy this. Like, if you want this stuff, I highly recommend you do that, especially if you're a premium member, because... Typically, these things on Pulse sell out before it even makes it to the general public because they get very, very limited amounts of these shared exclusives. So this Tiger Force Duke was on Pulse at like 105, or at least that's when I bought it. And then by 2 o'clock, it was sold out there. It went up on Target about 145, and I ordered one from there as well because I like to play the the pre-order Uh, Relay again? not relay. What am I looking for? The pre-order race to see who can get it in my hands first. Uh, But Target, as of now, I believe still has it available.
1: And it's $3 cheaper.
0: It is $3 cheaper. But uh, that
2: probably equals three weeks more of shipping time.
0: Well, who knows? Because Pulse typically gets things last. Uh, and, and we don't know yet what's going to go down with the Python patrol and Tiger Force stuff because we haven't seen any of it yet. Uh, yeah, still in stock a- as of this recording. So this is like the other, well, basically everything after Cobra Island has been pretty readily available.
2: Yeah. Even, um, here recently, uh, cause I like to go in and check periodically just to see, um, but the Python patrol bat, the officer, outback, even though they have been listed as sold out, like if you go on target.com, they're available again for pre-order. Yeah, they, so they
0: come in and out. So. Yeah.
2: Now I don't know what's it's going on. Stock. With
0: but uh so that that was cool. And if you know, when I first heard <clears throat> Tiger Force Duke with the ram, my interest level was very, very low. But then once I saw it. I really like that deco on Duke and that Ram just looks so good in those bright colors with the the teeth. I mean, we talked about it, but I've now it's a must have, which is extra special considering I've, I've already come across the first pieces from classified that I'm not going to get. So it's, it's not like I feel compelled to get this one just to complete things because I am no longer a completist on classified.
1: <laughs> All right. Until so you let's... find them really, really cheap. And then you have them in your possession. And then all of a sudden your brain switches and says, now I have to be a completist again.
0: No, because I have zero interest. I wouldn't pay $10 for those blue ninjas. I, right. I, I really don't care for that red ninja figure. And the female blue ninja, just being a Kiko repaint- repainted. Like I get the concept. It was a good plan, but it has no, that said has zero appeal to me. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Joe Fest. First, we want to talk about, Christian, how much we missed you.
2: I missed you guys, especially after hearing all the fun that was going on.
0: (laughs) It, It was absolutely amazing. But I will say this. Everybody will be able to catch all of us live at Dragon Con. We'll be doing a live episode at dragon con for the American sci-fi classics track. So, uh, we will have prizes. We will have more itty bitty ditty bags. We will have plenty of things to give out buttons. I didn't give out all the buttons. Cause I'm going to tell you guys right now, I hate to admit this. I kind of forgot I had the buttons. <laughs> so people that came to the panel got buttons, but then I meant as I was walking around to like give them out. And I totally forgot I had them. Cause I'm not used to having buttons. This is a new thing in my life. Uh, so we'll have buttons at Dragon Con, all kinds of other stuff. I feel like I need to do another run of hats as well, because the hats are gone. I gave them all
1: out. Yeah, that's, uh, so I saw the people who won the hats wearing them throughout the day. Uh, oh, that's Carson, awesome. Carson was still wearing his much later into the day.
0: Nice, nice. And and that's the very first thing on the list here. Shout out to Carson Metaxas for doing the AV on our – he did the audio. He, he, he threw up without, like, even – prior discussion was throwing up visual aids on the screen about things we were talking about. Like what the dude, yeah, yeah, my dream. Oh, it was incredible. Thank you, Carson. He was he was absolutely incredible. He's sitting there with his laptop and he got, you know, he got the audio set up and everything else. And he he just threw up a screen. And and before we started, I was like, oh hey, if I send you some audio clips, could you play clips? He was like, of course I can. So we got to open. If you listen to the recorded version, I layered the theme on top of because the, the theme was playing there in the ballroom live but it didn't sound quite right for the recorded version so i actually put our theme on top of that but it played in the room and then we also even got to play our cobra because i, <laughs> I that. said it that as well yep. and he's yep. he was so on top of it like it, it was incredible he was he he really made a fun panel like he took it to the next level Uh, by being there and by being on top of things it was great uh so panel was great everybody can listen to that noel we already kind of covered our purchases during the panel except for the fact that we were there for two more days
1: yes we were uh (laughs) and i and i and my wallet is still kicking me in the butt and i also started some trends that means that my wallet will not stop kicking me in the butt because i keep going on ebay and buying more things
0: so <laughs> okay well since you opened that door i'll go ahead and say uh we got back home and my son which by the way having him there just having a blast had a great time it, it was awesome it was a great because the last time we were there it was the two of us in 2019 and we had even more fun this time because now he's older he's 14 he's like it's like hanging out with a pal uh but he's more into like six inch figures now more into classified and when we were there in 2019 he bought a bunch of uh three and three quarter inch real american hero stuff well this time he saw my haul and he's like do you want that stuff i got in 2019 i was like if, are you sure you don't want it and he was like i don't do anything with it I, i'm not into that scale so he brought down to me a shark that needed a couple of pieces a pogo that needed a couple of pieces and an ice snake that needed a couple of pieces Uh. And, and they're all in great shape so for about 20 bucks on ebay i got all the rest of the pieces i needed for those vehicles and while i never had an ice snake when i was a kid it's a pretty cool little vehicle uh for 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 a 90s vehicle uh i dig it uh but i i've got the shark it's sitting on top of my uh battle platform and i've got uh an additional pogo because i did buy one at joe fest so noel what did you end up with What did you, what is what what sort of holes did you have to fill from the evil bay
1: well no so i mentioned uh when we did our live uh our, our live podcast that I had acquired a Gobots uh, Guardians headquarters and yes, then all of a sudden started buying up everybody's Gobots at every booth. <laughs> um, so I've been finding some deals on those, a few lots, and just a few loose ones here and there on eBay. And um, but as far as Joe stuff goes, like after because I would say the bulk of what I bought was on preview night on Friday, and then the stuff that I bought on Saturday morning before it was open to the public because okay there were all all the vendors were there but there's a few other things and i know that uh, i kind of guided you in one direction when it came to the uh super seven reaction figures that uh one particular vendor was selling for ten dollars a piece uh and and a great selection of them too this wasn't just like the the end of the barrel when i first got there he still had some um a uh, couple of the uh the the sailor figures um i got one of each of the skin tones of the cobra trooper but i didn't worry about the y backs or the, or the uh h backs i just kinda... sailors
0: were gone by the time i got there weren't they
1: yeah they were gone by the okay. time that you got there um they had uh some of the the joe green shirts he had a lot of the face characters as well so i picked up about a about eight or nine more figures there um i i I ran into some last minute deals on Sunday. I was really, really, really hoping because I bought in. There was a, a GI Jason's booth was raffling off a terror drone. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they were selling 50 tickets at $10 a piece. And it was Saturday, right before the, the showroom was closing. And uh, they were like, we've only sold 12 tickets. And I was like, Whoa. all right, I'll buy in for two. So I stuck around and waited until they raffled it off, and then I did not win the Terror Um, I'm not sure how many last minute last minute raffle tickets right, they sold, right. um, but I did buy they, from their they booth. Probably they probably
0: told a- everybody all weekend, "Oh, we've only sold 12 things. Right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's true. They
1: put they could have been rooking me, um, but I you know I, I have a feeling they were they were pretty legit. I did yeah, get yeah. a couple of other things from their booth too. They I was looking for an intact Fang um or at least as intact as possible having a roll cage that at least was mostly there and there were normally about 40 bucks anywhere i looked but they had one for 20 didn't have missiles i was like well i just really i need i don't need the missiles i just need one with a rotor and a roll cage and then later they're like oh we found the missiles it's still 20 bucks sold nice so, few little deals like that i got a i got a thunder machine that was 100 percent complete from the uh, toy department which of course was the vendor that uh I mean, got a lot of a lot of people's money.
0: Have your cash though.
1: Yes, yes, they cash they are only. they are one that only takes cash. But they are also because they only deal in cash, especially on the last day of the con, they are willing to make some deals. So
0: mm, yeah, yeah,
1: grab a pile of stuff. Uh, your face value might be 150, and I bet you if you offer them like 120, they might sell it to you for that price, just because they're trying to move stuff and they're dealing in cash.
2: Yeah,
0: we uh, on Sunday we got up and we bailed because we were headed to headed to uh, Wilmington, and I had already spent as much as I needed to spend. I was like, I'm good. I know I've got these two great shops in Wilmington to go to as well, so I've got to I've got to keep a little something back for that. Uh, I, man, I I loaded up though. Now we talked about during the panel the Eagle Force versus Riot the uh asps that is a great figure it's it's i've got it almost more as a souvenir than as a oh this is a a part of a collection type thing which granted i do still have all that eagle force stuff on pre-order from big bad but this was just something that was kind of important to me because it's it's part of joe fest it's a cool thing I, i like to have it uh i got a vamp finally very nice looking vamp, but what I did not expect was to come away with a vamp Mark II. Oh, yes. Uh, this was okay. Toy Department has the big Ziploc bags with a little circular price sticker, right? Yes. Okay. This was from Toy Department.
1: This is the same. This was the same place that we bought the mambas from. Yes. At, yes. At, at Toylanda. Yes
0: so this was wild this was my my last purchase at joe fest was from toy department i got a mountain howitzer uh the vamp a couple of figures And that might have been it because I think I bought the yeah I bought the Silver Mirage from somebody else yeah I have a Silver Mirage although I got to ask you something about it in just a second so anyway I got all this stuff from the toy department and I was like all right I think I'm done and I had again forgotten that there were cash only and he was like ah, I'll do that for this amount uh I was like oh you guys are cash only aren't you yeah open my wallet up. That's exactly how much cash was left in my wallet. <laughs> so I was like, that's it. It, it was fate. Kismet. I'm done. <laughs> so earlier I got a silver mirage, uh, earlier Saturday, but I think there might be a problem with the back wheel. Doesn't, isn't there some form of suspension on that back wheel where it's kind of like bouncy? Cause I feel like mine is kind of sitting low.
1: I have to go look at mine. Um, I, it, I, I've just got mine sitting on the shelf, so I, I haven't really I, paid I, attention to it.
0: I, yeah, and it doesn't matter because it was, I don't remember what I paid, but I remember thinking this seems really cheap for this and this might be why. It sits fine, but the wheel is touching the mm. is mm. it fender. What do you call the back part of a motorcycle? I have no idea. I think
1: fender works.
0: Um, it, but And I feel like there should be something springy there, and I could put a literal spring in there and fix it, no yeah. problem.
1: Yeah. Or just, I mean, a piece of foam or something. Uh, right, just, right. Just, you know, you're not gonna be able to see it at that point. Because it spot. looks
0: great. It's got, here's the weirdest thing. Everything I got, and I didn't sit and like, uh, for for those that haven't heard this before, my criteria for getting vintage stuff is what would mine look like if I still had it? like mine from when I was a kid, which saves me a little bit of money and a lot of frustration so, like, everything I looked at, I just kind of gave it the eye test of, like, yeah, this looks this looks good. I didn't sit and examine. I, I got a lot of stuff with really straight stickers, like, pre- pretty decent looking. The Moray that I bought, which I mentioned during the panel, uh, missing the lens that if I had no frame of reference, I would have had no idea it had a lens in that right. spotlight. So, I don't care. I didn't even remember those four guns on the back so the sticker this this one and i kind of love this the stickers on the hull have been in water like you can tell they've got that discoloration mm-hmm. but i kind of love knowing that somebody played with this in the water so
1: well loved yeah toy. yeah that's great
0: kind of like that more than if they were pristine
1: even though uh as i learned as a kid the mori was not meant to to be played with in the water because it was not airtight right right
2: and i I seem to
0: remember
1: that i I will say that i i really enjoyed the lobby swaps i found some great deals there that's
0: that's where i got my moray and that's where i got a couple of figures for dirt cheap
1: i i was um wandering around you know of course right after right after the convention for floor closed um they opened up the lobby and it was actually a dedicated room uh, at the Marriott where people had tables set up and it was kind of first come first serve. You just set up your table and people had some really good stuff. And then it spilled out into the hallway or the, or the outdoor hallway. Um, there were another like couple dozen vendors that were out there selling stuff and um, um, got some really great stuff. I've, I got a mauler, which I had been looking for. Uh, I know that maulers complete are going to be a four. Well, let's just say maulers complete without the driver. Uh, with an intact headset right, right. Uh, but even just loose without uh, without a heavy metal um, you know if you find a complete one you're going to pay a lot of money I got a really good deal on one it was missing the little antennas and a couple of little pieces but it looks beautiful and I took it home and I just I hit it with a q-tip and got some of the the dirty spots off of it and it's I mean it, if you are standing 10 feet away from it it looks like it's brand new out of the box And then I mentioned the ASP that I got too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was um, somebody out in the, uh, just outside, and he had a few items out there. And I I looked at the ASP, and I saw it had both blast cannons, and it was in like, you know, just about perfect condition. And I said, how much? And he said 20. And I said, okay, because those blast shields alone, I mean, those those can
2: cost you 10 bucks a piece. Yeah, yeah that that was the moment in the Joe Fest podcast when you said that price tag, where mm-hmm. all the cars around me at that stoplight heard a very loud what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess I did because that was Friday
1: night, probably at the lobby swap. I did yeah. buy some more stuff on Saturday night at the lobby swap yeah, too. Yeah. But I mean, it was I I I walked out with uh, like a giant IKEA bag. One of those, if you know how big the uh, the Ikea tote bag is, it's pretty large. It's about, you know, I six cubic feet and it was filled to the gills.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got that lobby swap night. Uh, that's where I got the uh, orange Mohawk Zartan, which so many of the figures that I bought were ones that were like supposed to be later on my list, but the prices were so good and they're ones that I didn't have when I was a kid, but I since I've been more immersed in Joe and seeing some of these later designs, there are a few figures that I've been like, man, once once I've got everything back, this is on the list. Mm-hmm. But I got the Orange Mohawk Sartan and the Cavalry Wild Bill, the like, yeah, that honestly is kind of a better fit. Well, it's definitely a better mm-hmm. figure. It's not the classic Wild Bill but it's a better toy Mm -hmm. Uh, that was that was just on a table and the dude was like they're this much and i was like i can't not buy these for that and that's most of the figures that i got because i got uh what toxo viper that's the purple Mm -hmm. viper guy uh lightfoot scoops uh repeater muskrat and oh and here here is one of the gems that it's not particularly impressive but because of a little bit of history on the show, I got that crazy yellow Dr. Mindbender. Uh, I, I couldn't, again, I, there was so much, all, all, everything that I bought, I was like, I cannot walk away from this price. Except for the Hydrofoil, I had to haggle a little bit over that. But they, they were super duper nice. It was not the unpleasant variety of haggling. It was more that, you know how sometimes you feel like you're fighting, but sometimes it's conversational haggling where you just in in exchanging histories and information, you just end up at a lower price point. And that's yeah. kind of what this was.
1: I was actually very tempted because there were a lot of <clears throat> mint on card Joe figures, uh, both at lot yes, swap were. and at like places like toy department that were less than that would cost right now. If it were on the shelf, like I I had to stop myself from getting a uh, the battle Corps major blood Cause it was yeah, on, it was yeah. mint on card for 20 bucks. Yeah, And I was like, I can get one for cheaper. Cause I'm going to open it. Cause I, I'm not going to leave the thing mint and package. But I was like, Hey, I can't really justify having that. Cause then I'm going to want to keep it in the package. And so I had to talk myself out of that, but there were a lot of other ones at the lobby swap too, that, I mean, you know, anywhere from like 25 to 50 for a lot of those that were still in perfect shape in the package
0: the two menton card figures that i was most tempted by they had the uh the black and yellow stalker that's Mm -hmm. the that's the sound commando or whatever the heck Mm -hmm. it is right they had that and then there was one of the like ridiculous day glow ninja figures i don't Uh, even know which one it was was
1: it was it the um um what's his name um
0: it Night, Creeper, like it was like Night Creeper V2.
1: Maybe. I think, yeah, I think it's the Night Creeper V2. The one that has a big alien head.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. so outrageous that I was like, man, I'd really like to have that figure.
1: But yeah, I just saw that like one said Mint on card, and it was it was very affordable.
0: Just like you said, though, I was like, if I I want to have the figure out, but I don't want to own any on card Hasbro G.I. Joe's, because that is not. that's not a rabbit hole. I'm trying to get into at all.
1: No, no. I feel like if I started something like that, it would just be ugly and I might be divorced in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So just to wrap up, I got some parts that I needed. Uh, I got a couple of parts for Zartan's swamp skier for the chameleon that I, I, all I needed was the front skis and the back ski supports. Uh, I got that. There was a, a vendor there that had a bunch of those drawer tote things and each like each one just is chock full of parts. So you dig through and you find the things you need. I got that. I got a, one of the ski torpedoes for the Cobra Wolf. And with those, all anything that's that white or light gray plastic fades differently. Like you cannot match colors on that. Yep. This one, I, I eyeballed it, got it home, and it met the the yellowing on it perfectly matches the one that I have.
1: <laughs> and you can't just take a picture of the thing, no, and bring it with work. you because it'll look different in the picture but, than it, right, it will be. Right. Yeah, so the only like the only way to really test it is to bring your existing one with you and hold it up to it.
0: Uh, I also got a slam because of the Saturday Night Live. This was actually speaking of Joe a day. Uh, fantastic website. If you've never been there, it's, it's no, no longer operational, but they're years of content. Uh, and he compared this to the love toilet, which is a wonderful <laughs> Saturday night live sketch. So simply because of that comparison and how hilarious I find the love toilet sketch, I bought a slam uh, and then Serpentor's air chariot, which I had a couple of pieces for, but the, I got this from Destro's toy den. The price was so good. I was like, I'll just buy the whole thing.
1: Uh, I was so close to buying a, what looked to be a complete, but not completely intact, uh, whale from Destro's Toy Den. It was... Pretty reasonable price, but it was early in the con and it went fast. Oh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and the, it, it was—I mean, you could tell the the parts that are prone to breaking, like the veins on the back, uh, were broken. But I've well, actually, I mean, that's
0: the one—the one that I got. It's—it's it's, overall, it's in great shape. But those I, you can't
1: find those. Well, I've got some that I wound up with. I—I um, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show before, but about ten years ago, I went to this geek garage sale. Um, over in, over in the West side of Atlanta. And I wasn't collecting Joe's at the time. Um, so I probably passed up on a bunch of stuff, but as I, like, it was wrapping up, there was a guy that just had a box and it was like a moving size box, just full of GI Joe stuff. And he was like, somebody buy my Joe's, but just, I'll take, I'll take 10 bucks for the whole box. Oh, I was my like, gosh. sure, why not? And it, I wound up getting a lot of the things that I have, um, and things that I didn't ever have as a kid. That's it's how I got my, uh, my Starduster figure. Um Whoa. yeah, complete except for the gun, which I just have a gung-ho gun there in its place. Uh but I uh, is part of the stuff that was in there was he just had a bunch of whale parts. Now he didn't have oh. like the the big parts of the whale, but he had like all of the small pieces. If so, only
0: you knew somebody that needed whale parts. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know, you, and you, as, you things, as I'm holding on to it because key I notes. I one day plan to have that complete whale, and I <laughs> You know, want to want to put them on there because I know I'm not going to find one with intact veins.
0: Uh, so two last two things, non-Joe items, but I want to mention them because I love them. Uh, I got a Madballs Dust Brain Head Popper. This was my one bogus purchase of Joe Fest because I did not notice that the neck was broken uh. so the head doesn't stay on. But I'm still happy to have it, and I'll what I'll probably do is just cut the peg off and put the head on it, just to have it as a little figure. Because Dust Brain was the first Mad Ball I ever had, but I never had any of the head popping Mad Balls, so I was I just it's I'm still happy I've got it. I'm just going to cut the peg off and and completely mangle this vintage figure. But it was I mean it was dirt cheap, and I should have known that was why. Uh, and then I got a glow in the dark uh, RoboCop from the like 90s kenner robocop kenner line. toy line you guys this thing once i got it home i was like oh i haven't tested the glow in the dark on this yet and i've got if you Noel, you've you've been in the phantom zone christian you see it behind me you have not yet experienced it but you one day will because we have <laughs> to play this gi joe board game someday uh I turned the lights off and out of all the glow in the dark stuff in this room, that thing was like a beacon of 80s <laughs> insanity. It must be toxic materials <clears throat> that they can't use in making toys anymore. It glows like mad. So <laughs> thrilled with that purchase too and that was like 5 bucks or something. I was I was happy to have that.
1: I think one of the one of the last things I purchased was just going through uh, there was a booth that had a bunch of transformer stuff and, you know, Joe stuff and a few other things, but I was, they had a, they had put all of their transformer stuff was 20% off on Sunday. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll look through some stuff. And of course, most of them were priced, but there was one bag and it was one of the deluxe insecticons. If you are familiar with those, um, and it wasn't, it didn't have a price on it. So I was like, all right, how much? And I figured he was going to, cause it, it didn't have, I think it comes with a gun. It didn't have the gun but otherwise it was in like really good condition and i was expecting 20 bucks he was like 3 bucks <laughs> <laughs> and i was like is that before or after the 20% discount he goes i think i think that that'll be the final price i was like <laughs> I, i'm not going <laughs> to haggle over that <laughs> at this point you're not going
0: to give me 60 cents off of this
1: <laughs> so i mean that's uh, there were a lot of Especially like on that last day, there were a lot of people who were just wanting to move their content, yeah. their, their, their stuff. So they didn't well, have they to don't want to pack
0: it them. up and take it home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, uh, Joe Fest was, oh, uh, no, I have one more thing. One more thing. I did, if you go to the Needless Things YouTube channel, there is a Joe Fest walkthrough where I walked through the convention. I talked to a number of people that were there. Uh, and I talked to the wonderful people of uh, Skeletron who are producing the RoboSkull Mark II, and they gave me a hat. So yeah, I've got a Skeletron nice. hat, which is pretty killer. Oh, and the oh, final things. Noel, you mentioned I, I bought a bunch of the reaction. Well, I bought five of the reaction figures, uh, and I also brought along with me some reaction figures to get signed. Uh, Keona Young signed my Storm Shadow michael bell signed my reaction duke and uh i also brought a couple of wrestling figures jerry the king lawler and ricky the dragon steamboat both signed elite figures in my collection now two of the best signatures in all of professional wrestling (laughs) and we're going to bring this thing home with the experience that was arthur Berghardt.
2: Hmm.
0: uh when you go to his booth, because all these signatures, they everybody charges to sign stuff now, as they well should. Uh, Arthur Berghardt, voice of Destro, 40 bucks for a signature. But my friends, you're not paying for that signature. You are paying for the Arthur Berghardt experience. <laughs> there were maybe four people in line in front of me.
1: That, that was actually a pretty short period of time, because... His line was one of the longest the entire weekend.
0: Right. Well, I got in at the right time. There were only four people in front of me, but I was in that line for over an hour because <laughs> he has fun with everybody that comes through his line. Oh, yeah. Uh, his personality is just l- larger than life is such an overused term, but what a character this guy is. And what was interesting, you know, I had my Destro figure to get signed, uh, the reaction figure, because the reason I chose the reaction figures is because they're the animation. So I felt like getting these voice actors to sign these was the appropriate thing. Like I wouldn't just my personal tastes. I wouldn't get him to sign a comic because he didn't voice Destro in the comic. Like that's just me. That's how I am. I'm picky. So as I'm standing in line, Arthur Burghardt, uh, his his personality is so large, he requires two handlers. One of his handlers comes over and is like, hey, I see you've got a figure to get signed. Can I just take a look at what it is? And I was like, oh, okay. So I showed him. And he was like, okay, good. He will not sign the profit director, Destro. Uh, oh. He feels that that figure is racist. And if he sees it, it's, it's a big thing. So I just wanted to make sure it wasn't that. And I was like, no, no, I wouldn't have done that one anyway. Cause he, he, he didn't voice that character. Uh, and as, as time went on, I began to understand why that would be a big problem. Cause he gave, uh, we keep it clean here on audible interlude. He gave everybody that came through his line, a certain amount of poop, just having fun. And just being a character. So I get up to the line. My son is with me. Now, initially, when I got in the line, he's with me, and I'm like, you don't have to stand in this line if you want to go walk around, by some. Because he was he was mainly on the hunt for Ninja Turtles, so I was like, go look for Ninja Turtles. It's early in the day. Because this was my priority on Saturday. We did, uh, we got up, we ate breakfast, we did the panel, and right after the panel, I got my figures to get signed. Because a lot of times, these celebrities, they disappear. Like Jerry the King Lawler, might not have been there all day there there's you You don't know how long they're going to tolerate whatever's happening so i got my box of figures brought it back down and then i was going to take that back up and, and do my shopping but i told my son i was like go go look for your ninja turtles i'm going to be in this line for a minute i was there longer than a minute he went around the whole place came back he's like hey look at all these ninja turtles are you still in this line <laughs> <laughs> so we get up to, to mr Berghardt, and he says Who is this? And I almost said, this is my son. And I realized I was like, oh, wait, we're playing his game. This is his thing. We're going to see what happens. And my son is like, oh, this is my name. And he says, what? And he repeated it louder. And I was very happy because, you know, 14 year old kids don't always deal with stranger adversity, especially this forward, uh, giving you poop type of attitude very well. But he, he handled it. He was there and he was like, and, and Mr. Burkhardt looks at me and he goes, and who is this guy? He's like, that's my dad. And he goes, is he a mean dad?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and my son, this person that I've raised for 14 years, who lives in my home and living out of my wallet goes, he can be <laughs> and I said what and Arthur Burghardt just laughed his self to pieces at that point uh, so I I said I w- w- if, if it's okay with you I would like a signature to Dave on this and this is where the show really began he takes this super 7 reaction figure and he looks at it and he looks at me and he goes ah. He puts it on the table, and he makes this big show of turning it around, looking at it, and he looks up at me with this exhausted look on his face, and he says, do you see the problem here? And I said, I, I'm a, I don't know that I do. And he takes his hand and smacks it down on the bubble. As though he's trying to sign around the the blister on the card. And he's looking at me, giving me this, this withering (laughs) acidic look as he does it. He's not even looking at what he's doing. I said, well, I I said, wherever it's fine. I just, I just would appreciate your signature because your voice means so much to me. And he goes, (sighs) and at this point, I hand him my silver Posca paint pen because I'm a professional. Now I have, I have already opened it. I've pre shaken it, shake, shaken it. I have shaken it. I've primed it. It's ready to go. I know what I'm doing. I'm not an amateur here. And he, he takes the paint pen and he goes with this. And I said, yes, please. If it's all right with you. And he goes, <laughs> so he opens the paint pen Gives me another just withering look and says, I'm going to sign it right here across the GI Joe. And I said, that is fine. Wherever you can fit it in. There is fine with me. (sighs) He signs it across the GI Joe. And I say, thank you so much. That is beautiful. He says, I am not done. (laughs) He puts the cap on my silver Posca paint pen, sets it aside and pulls out the ugliest neon green pen in his selection of pens. It's clearly his favorite because I've watched as he has signed several different things with this hideous neon green paint pen. At Never losing eye contact with me, (laughs) he pulls the cap off of this horrible paint pen and says, to Dave, and I said, yes, sir, if you please. (sighs) and he writes to dave in hideous green paint pen at the top left of the card i said that is beautiful thank you so much and he says i am not done and he proceeds to write 6 26 2022 in hideous green paint pen on the top right of this action figure now keep in mind this is june 25th (laughs) (laughs)
1: he's living a day ahead of the rest of us Mm
0: -hmm. well he puts the cap on his hideous green paint pen he has completely ruined this action figure because as he's writing to dave and the date he's completely smearing his signature (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He even stops to look at the silver paint pen on his hand and then look up at me as though I have inconvenienced his existence (laughs) by getting silver paint pen on his hand. And I said, that is, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. And he says, I am not done. (laughs) And he flips the card over and pulls out a black Sharpie. Three different writing implements on one small blister card (laughs) and never losing eye contact with me. He scrawls his name again across the back of the card and then writes 625 2022 underneath and says, now I am done. (laughs) I said, this is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. This is so much more than I I ever could have asked for.
1: You got your money's worth.
0: (laughs) Would you mind if I got a picture with you? (sighs) All right. All right. And he looks over at his handler number two and says, get up. Handler number two gets up. I go sit in the chair next to Mr. Burghardt. I go to hold up the figure and he says, why do you want to do that (laughs) and i said you're right because i had heard the spiel that he gave to a guy a couple ahead of me where he was talking about being an artist and how destro was just an aspect of his career and it was he was much more than just this character of destro and i said no i understand you were an artist this is not who you are this is just something you did and he was like no no it's fine hold it up i said no i said that is I just want this picture with you, the artist, I'm fine. And I put the figure aside and I was like, we are, I want, I want to appreciate this moment with you, the artist. And he said, (sighs) (laughs) and uh, he said, come here, come here. And he looks up at my son and he says, this right here, this is a good dad. And my son said, I know he is. And he said, I know, you know, he is. And he said, get a little closer. All right. And we both pointed at the camera. And then I said, once again, I said, thank you so much, sir. And he said, hang on just a minute. And he pulled me close and he whispered something in my ear that's between me and him. Uh, and he said, you two, you go and you have a great time. And you, you enjoy this time that you're having together. Thank you for stopping by. And I got my completely destroyed and defaced action figure <laughs> that is one of my favorite pieces in my entire collection because i got that story with that man and what i didn't get to tell him because he was putting on such a show for us i didn't get to share this with him when i was a kid playing with my gi joes i did all the voices uh and destro was my favorite voice to do and i I told my mom this story uh when we got up to wilmington and i said you know i wanted so badly to tell him as a little you know, nine-year-old kid trying to do my best Destro voice. And my mom said, I remember that. And I remember thinking how good you were at doing all those different voices and and really just being proud of you for doing that. And that was, it, it was that, that Destro voice was my favorite to do. Meeting that man was so important to me. And I never could have imagined that that experience <laughs> I, th- I mean, this, this is literally my favorite experience of meeting any of the, the famous people, celebrities, voice actors, actors, whatever that I've met. It, it was incredible. It was wonderful. And now I've got this insane Destro figure <laughs> as, as my proof of it. So that was my favorite thing from all of Joe Fest. Wow. Wow.
2: That
1: is awesome. Man, I, I had a favorite thing, but I feel like it's just going to get dwarfed after <laughs> that amazing story.
2: <laughs>
1: um, I will kind of briefly go over the coolest thing I saw, and there and there are some pics that you can find online, <clears throat> both on their Facebook page and there were some on the Joe Fest page as well. Uh, but there was a booth. There was a, a there was a group called Dio Display that was there on site. Um, yes. They do, yes.
0: I heard about these guys beforehand and I looked some of their stuff up. Holy cow.
1: Yeah. So they do like accessories so you can do dioramas and and like battlefield scenes with all of your 118th figures. They specialize in 118th figures. So they do things like, I mean, things like pallets and crates and bushes and fences and all sorts of stuff like that. So you can kind of enhance your, your layouts. But what they had as the central piece of their booth was a USS flag that had been modified oh. to be the uh, the dreadnoughts' home city essentially. So it was like a rusted out USS flag um, with all the dreadnoughts hanging out uh, by a by a rusted out uh, tomahawk chopper. Uh, they had like a repurposed bat that was doing guard duty. They're all sitting there with their their uh, their donuts, their chocolate donuts, and their grape sodas. Uh, they had. Built an outhouse on top of the USS Flag and let let me ask
0: you this. Let me ask you this real, real quick, real quick, because I feel like such a dumb dumb. Did you take any pictures of this? Yeah,
1: yeah, I took several. I didn't take any
0: pictures of this thing. (laughs) I I was was, the the second time
1: I went by, I was like, why am I not taking pictures of this? Because I have to share this with yeah, with. But the
0: first time you see it, you're so engaged and blown away, and this happened to me several times. I was I was a lousy reporter for this this convention because there were so many things that i was like why didn't i get pictures of that
1: yeah there's um and they oh I, I, hang on i will pull up the pictures because i i took several of the detailed pictures because that was the that was the coolest thing about it. it was just like oh oh look at that i didn't notice that the first time there's all these these neat little kind of easter eggs hidden around it um but uh, it has a name, and now I have to go back to my Joe Fest. Well, real, were- real, quick,
0: I'll say this: what what this put me in mind of, for any Star Wars Expanded Universe nerds out there, uh, there's a character named Booster Tarek who had a star destroyer that he had acquired and turned into this massive, like, gambling and smuggler hideout and like mobile city of sin, basically and that's what this flag reminded me of was like it had it, been it, it was a, an institutional item that had been corrupted by the criminal element
1: and as this is a it, it was a sign that said like rocky palm city limit and they are so and it's Change it to rock bottom. But like, if you're looking at these pictures, you zoom in on them. There's, I mean, these are, they're cinder blocks, and this is like a road sign that they, and these, this is all stuff that they produce that you can buy. But like, you zoom in on it and you think that you're looking at like real objects in the real world. It's so well detailed. And they did it like such an amazing job. I spent so much time just staring at this repurposed USS flag.
0: Send me, send me these pictures so we can put them up on the, on the Instagram yeah definitely uh so a couple of things i want to plug some people that we talked to that were some of them were in the needless things walk through uh reviews by russ was just a really cool guy he was wearing a faith no more angel dust shirt faith no more my favorite band of all time i had a great conversation with him and with uh i think it was trucker nick He's credited in the video because he got his name across. He had this incredible custom whale that he had had made. Uh, It was was in the colors of a viper. Like it was a viper whale. It was wild. That's in the video. So go check that out on the Needless Things YouTube channel. Uh, I also picked up some stuff from Mark II Design on Etsy. Uh, I got a classified scale jump jetpack a sunbow rifle, a laser tag gun, and a piece... Oh, I got Baroness, a classified scale Baroness rifle, and a plug-in for Cobra Commander, for the classified Cobra Commander, that goes in his back and includes his gun, like the original Cobra Commander gun.
1: Nice
0: yeah great stuff and this is a lot of this is still available on on his etsy store but he is ceasing production on that stuff and moving into actually producing like manufactured weapons so check out mark2design.com uh very cool guy i was i haven't been out in public a lot in the last two years and I think I might have almost sliced his hand open trying to, trying to do the, are we fist bumping or hand shaking? I don't know because I'm awkward anyway, but now I'm double awkward. Uh, but really super nice guy makes incredible stuff. So check out uh, Mark two design. I've talked to lots of other people. We already talked about Carson. We talked about HCC 788 uh, just an incredible! Like I had high expectations for Joe Fest this year, and it blew them away.
1: Did you get to spend some time at the declassified booth, with which had all of the prototype items and the foreign, like the foreign GI Joe items? And no, it was, no. And so it well, was.
0: I I missed, like we. I feel like there was so much I missed because I I went and interviewed the Robo Skull guys, but then the call sign longbow guys were right next to them, but I had to go, we had to go eat. So I didn't talk to the call sign longbow guys until like the end of the day, Saturday. Like there's so much, I feel like there's so much stuff that I didn't see that I know was there.
1: Mm. Yeah, there was, that was, cause that back corner didn't have as many of the vendors, especially not GI Joe specific vendors. So I, I wasn't over in that back corner a lot, but I did, I was glad I went back there because it was it was on the row with all the comic artists basically, um, but that's where the declassified booth was. It's also where they actually had a copy of Carson's um, book, and you could pick it up and see how heavy this thing was.
0: Oh no, and, I did see that.
1: Yeah, it's and it's like giant. fourteen pounds for this thing. Yes. And I, I I told Carson like I feel like you are like you're just giving this thing away.
0: It's crazy, and pre orders are still open for this. Yep. Yep because <clears throat> uh, the kickstarter's done the the funding is done but now pre-orders for the regular copies are out there and now there's uh, a new so, kickstarter
1: <laughs> I, right
0: yeah yeah right which we'll we'll get to in a minute yeah after our hour of joe fest recap
1: well there's a lot to talk about and i said if, if christian were there we'd be talking i'm sure even, even more because he'd, have, <laughs> he'd have his own experience
0: absolutely uh, all right. Well, now, Christian, you will get to do some talking because we have to move on to and, and, Well, and real quick. I'll say this before we go next year. Joe Fest. If, if you have any doubts, if you're not sure, if you don't want to go to Georgia or whatever the case is, just go. It's so good. It's so good. And it's all it's in that Augusta Convention Center. So the Marriott, you stay in the hotel, you walk downstairs and boom, you're at the convention. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and it's a good size convention center. Yes, um, you know the the before he had moved to that location, um, it wasn't in the most ideal spots. It was you know it was a convention center where you had to go into like lots of small rooms and it was hard right, to navigate, right. and there were a lot of tight squeezes. But I mean, this is one giant room. It's all one it's big giant room. Very easy to navigate. It's very easy to find stuff, um, but
0: there's so much you can walk through it in a couple hours, but you can't see everything in a day right. and I say that because I, like I said, I didn't see everything. All right. We got to move on. We got to move on. Uh, final YouTube. Yo, Jo June, as big as it was, there were only two centerpieces for this installment of the live stream. Uh, the first one was, as everybody knows by now, the hiss has lab. Uh, we kind of, well, I mean, we didn't know. We can't say we knew, but everybody had a very strong suspicion that the that it was going to be a classified series Haslab, and that it was going to be the his tank. Like that was that was kind of the common knowledge. As Emily said, the worst kept secret uh,
1: in the history of Haslab, especially when they accidentally leaked it. Accidentally leaked it the day before.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. And this is all. Look. Just like with the retroverse thing, Emily knows what she's doing. like she is a marketing person and actually she's now over the fortnite brand as well, which is very interesting uh so his tank has lab happening now, happening through August fifteenth and I just looked at this today. uh I don't know what you guys' schedules are like are like, but I am off on August 16th, so I am considering doing a live stream to count down the end of the HisTank HasLab. If you guys are available. I will be in
2: California, actually, for work. You and your work. I know. Don't don't get promotions. Look, if you're (laughs) going to be in
0: California, that means it's going to be like 9 o'clock for you. Oh, that's true will we will uh we'll look into this but this is something i think would be fun to do we'll we'll see i can i can uh, so, handle
1: it i will be i'll be available that day okay it's a monday it's a monday night
0: yes yep. yes
1: i'll call um, in
0: yeah yeah we'll we'll have the cut out christian head and you can yeah. just voice <laughs> in uh so we hit 14,000 today unlocked the third tier which is well we'll get to the tiers uh the current backing Hang on just a minute. I've got I've got it pulled up because I'm a professional. I'm refreshing now. We are at fifteen thousand one hundred and twenty backers, a mere eight hundred and eighty backers away from the fourth and final tier, which we'll
1: discuss in a moment.
0: Uh, it hit fourteen thousand earlier today, so that is wild.
1: Uh, this is the. Like, it blew my mind that this is the fastest that any HasLab project has funded.
2: Yeah, that's the bigger surprise to me than when they said it was the HisTank. It was just everything that has happened afterwards.
0: We we are on the cusp of unlocking the final tier in the time frame they gave us for the early bird tier. Right. (laughs) That is phenomenal. Uh, You know what? I, I think we get a yo jo on that. Three, two, one, yo, yo jo. Uh,
1: I guess we should really say co. Well, yeah, you're bro. right.
0: Uh, <laughs> um, I encourage everyone to visit the publicly available webpage that will answer all of the questions that people seem to have. I, I keep seeing. We talk about, we love tank.com. I get so much inspiration for what we talk about from his tank, but also Twitter, other places around the uh, Instagram comments and everything. So many of the questions people ask are answered on the HasLab histank page. Like, they're right there. Or the Hasbro Pulse Instagram. Now, why there's not more on the G.I. Joe Instagram, I don't know. I can't answer that question, but a lot of the questions, very, very simple questions people seem to have are answered by Hasbro in readily available spots. Uh, so this thing's 300 bucks plus tax. If you're a Pulse Premium member, the shipping is free. If you are not a Pulse Premium member, you have to pay for shipping. Shipping's like $22, so just sign up for Pulse. It's and, like
1: half of your Pulse price right there. Right. Yeah.
0: And then you also get benefits like I got today of getting a notification when Tiger Force Duke went up. And just ordered him. No problem. Uh, It goes through August 15th. You will be charged on August 16th. So that is an interesting date due to something that we'll be discussing in the next segment. Uh, It's expected to ship in fall of 2023. The early bird special was the tactician.
1: So let me, let's see here. And boy, are the completists gonna go nuts!
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's let me figure <laughs> out
2: how to share screen. All right, can you guys see that? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. So, somebody on the HisTank forums was kind enough to do a side by side of the HisTank driver that is included from the start with the different decos available for the His Tank technician. What was interesting about this to me is just looking at the technician figure, I thought choice E would be the one that I would prefer. But seeing the side-by-sides changed my mind. Looking at these, which one do you guys prefer?
1: It's been a toss-up between B and C for me. Uh, I like, I like the B cause I like the purple, but I really like D.
0: So here's, here's my reasoning. You guys know purple is my favorite color, but I want this technician to match the driver in the tank. And that purple, while I would buy it as a separate figure, a thousand percent, to me, it doesn't match this set. So I don't want the purple. I thought I wanted the E, but seeing the side-by-side, I want those Cobra emblems to both be silver. Mm. That, to me, is an integral part of these guys matching. So my, my favorite pick is actually A, because it's got the silver emblem, and I love... The silver, because looking at this these renders, it seems to me the silver on this figure is going to be like the silver on the Destro classified figure's head. It's going to be that shiny, not quite chromey, but the best they can do without VAC Metal. And I I want to see that on a figure. Um, so wait, new uh Noel, you said D.
1: So I I like D. I just think it I think it pops with the the red on the black um, and not having the red head. Like the only red accent is just the the on the wrist and the, the cobra symbol. Um, but I'm actually looking at a couple of these and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I think they took some inspiration from some other like cobra figures. Well, these like, are think...
0: all Ron Rudat's original color schemes.
1: Okay, that okay. weren't used because like. F if F had a red chest with that silver emblem and it was kind of eels looking, I would oh, jump yeah, on yeah. that in a heartbeat. Uh, Cause like B is kind of techno Viper. C is kind of a generic trooper kind of color scheme. <laughs> um, but yeah, I so said, I immediately I look at D I, I know it's a different color symbol, but I like that they contrast with one another. And you can also look at it as that's the officer with the silver. And now he's got the technicians or the, his underlings
0: oh that's i like that i like that viewpoint that works for me now see if if i was going to have my ideal it would be e but with completely red boots a blue chest panel and a silver logo like almost the inverse of the driver christian what was
2: what was your pick I'm torn between B and C. I really like E but E, I, I I don't know to a D E and F look like like these would be released as regular you know like in the 25th they released the Cobra hiss See Driver. that's how I feel about B and C. They feel like really?
0: they to me B and C are strong enough to be single release figures. They look that different. Like this guy is almost support for Techno Vipers. C like they they I, See l- what
2: pulls me with C e- even though blue is my favorite color, um the silver chest panel with the black cobra emblem, I am getting total transformers heat stickers see i think <laughs> i would like that
0: one more if it was a black panel with a silver emblem mm.
1: you'll definitely have to throw this image up on instagram so people can ref- look at look at that while we're talking about it well so. it's
0: it's in the his tank forums if you visit yeah. there there is a uh, topic that's the his there is a whole topic devoted to the his tactician uh <laughs> But yeah, we'll uh, we'll share this. I've just got to credit the person who put this image together because obviously it takes a little effort to, to create something like this. But so so my my final vote is for A, and it will be for A. Christian, what's your final vote?
2: I would probably pull the trigger on B.
0: Okay, Noel,
2: I'm sticking with D.
0: Okay,
1: all right. Well, isn't that interesting? Three completely
0: different opinions.
1: Well, it's a good thing that they're allowing you to choose your own colors. <laughs>
0: right. And this was this was a topic of con- of some contention on the HisTank forums. Uh, if you are backing five HisTanks, should you get five votes? I say yes, yeah, because you are paying $300 per HisTank, and that includes a vote. So I think the votes should be per
1: order, not per backer. Now, do we know if that's going to be the case, or if they not announced? I, that I yet? imagine
2: it has to I, be. But well, I, was, so I thought weird. they already said that it was. I, I like they, if you bought two this tanks, you get. And and they might have votes.
1: clarified,
0: and and I missed it.
1: Uh, I, but as I said, the the the, the completists are going to have a field day trying to collect that sixth one because you can only buy five
0: (laughs) (laughs) well well, no no no. they're only doing one tactician after after the campaign is done everybody gets to vote and they're going to make the one that wins oh okay so
2: only one of these is getting produced as part of the hazlap okay i thought it was if you did the early bird the the people that that did the early bird you get to pick which color for the technician no no no, no, you no. Get. If, and yeah. then afterwards if, everyone that the, backed and, it and that was a little most.
0: confusing to me as well because my uh, initial thought was if you backed before July 8th then you would get this his tactician as long as it hit 8000 backers but what it actually is is if it hits 8,000 backers before July 8th, everybody gets a hiss tactician and everybody gets a vote as to which one of these decos they will make, but they are only making one. Once the campaign closes, you'll get an email asking you to vote on which one of these you want. And the one that gets the most votes will be produced. As part of the HasLab, that's not to say they won't make the others later on, which I think they 100% should as just like Pulse exclusives or something, because they will sell people. Yeah. And everybody and wants react.
1: one of these. And you have the mold and repaints right. are a very, very good right. way to get more mileage and get more money out of it. Do
0: these like the $15 aim soldiers or Hydra soldiers or uh, shield soldiers that they do for Marvel? Mm-hmm. Uh, except they don't have to pay Disney any money for these. Right. Uh, all right. So we've already talked about the tactician. Uh, this thing funded in less than a day. Fastest HasLab funding ever.
1: It was like, what, eight hours?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. Record time. Uh, the first unlock were the telescoping side-mounted missile racks, which, if you watch the video, Lenny pointed out these expansion ports that were on the Hiss but at the time, all he said was for possible future expansions. He didn't say these are going to be the tiers. This is what we're unlocking. So it was very exciting to see. Wow. Okay. And and look, I'm going to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, I love oh gosh, wait, it's triple zero and bt one are the droids from Star Wars from the Dr. Afra series. Mm-hmm. Uh bt1 is the astromac is that right and triple zero is the protocol so bt1 has all of these crazy armaments that pop out of its dome or if you prefer uh the jim carrey movie the mask when he pulls all the guns out and like all of these insane guns pop out this is what this hiss is to me and i love it for that (laughs) So first unlock were the side-mounted missile racks. The second unlock was a retro-style canopy and tread covers.
1: Which was, uh, you know, a little underwhelming to a lot of people. Well,
0: it was, but at the same time, there were a lot of people that wanted the Hiss to look more retro. Yeah. And it was wild because it was almost like Hasbro pre-anticipated that being the case.
1: Yeah, I, I really like the side panels for the, um, for the treads. Um, the, the, I thought the cockpit was an upgrade. So I'm not as like, eh, I don't need a clear cockpit, but I did like the side panels.
0: Yeah, the, that goal wing cockpit that they currently have is phenomenal. To me, the the modernized version that they were offering in the first place is the one that I wanted to display. But I will say this like if if anything was going to get me to back two of these elements that made it look like a completely different vehicle were the thing that were going to do it so now I don't plan to back two but I am a little itchy because I would like to have another one displayed but also this thing is so freaking giant it's not practical for me to think I could get a second one but I I think this is a good it's a good thing to offer because I think you're covering your bases because there are people who were like, I don't like all the red and black on the canopy. I wish it was just the original canopy. Well, now you're getting, uh, today we unlocked the third unlock the hiss gunner, which is a female figure, which is awesome because female troop builders, obviously they already did the blue Ninja. But now we've got another female troop builder, if you can consider a figure that comes as part of a three hundred dollar package of troop builder.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but the cool thing, also included with this, a chin turret that plugs in underneath that light up Cobra symbol, which we discussed this campaign in pretty good detail on the live panel at Joe Fest. So if you want to hear like everything, go back and listen to that. Uh, but we get a chin turret that plugs in underneath and we get two weapons that plug into the ports in the top turret. So two basically kind of like manual guns that the gunner can turn to and aim for things that are in
1: close proximity. You guys, this is a wild unlock. I thought. It's a pretty good unlock. Yeah. Extra extra figures are always going to be an incentive,
0: and I don't know if you guys zoomed in on these pictures or not. I didn't realize it until I was looking at it because I was uh, this all. Most of this happened while I was still on vacation, so I was looking at everything on my phone. But if you get on a PC and zoom in on these pictures, uh, there is a shovel and a pickaxe that are included mm-hmm. with this tier. Yep. And they are both the most brutal shovel and pickaxe you've ever seen in your life. Did you guys see these things? Yeah.
1: Pickaxe is like a oh yeah, it's like a medieval torture weapon.
0: Well, the <laughs> shovel is too. It's yeah. got like these notched divots carved out of one side, like they're insane. I don't know. That's what...
2: not a digging shovel. That's their decapitation no. shovel. That's a
0: murder <laughs> shovel.
1: Well, you you murder them and then you bury the body with the same device. Because... I don't
2: no, Even if- the gun is brutal. Not the pistol, but the oh, yeah, yeah, gun yeah. with the giant knife blade sticking out of it. Yes, which, by the way, the we didn't mention this, the
0: Tactician comes with accessories, and all of the different Deco versions of the Tactician, the accessories are not all the same. They're matching the different Decos. Uh, re- really, so much going into this has left. Uh, So right now, as of now, we're up to $75 worth of figures, if you consider $24.99 the current figure price point, which it is. So that makes the tank $225. But when, not if, when we make it to the fourth tier, some news that dropped right before we started recording (laughs) Uh, What do you guys tell us a little bit about the history of this Cobra Commander? Go for it, all.
1: Well, uh, the um, very first Cobra Commander figure that was produced um, to the mass market was the uh, in the uh, Cobra Headquarters set back in 1982, and before they had really finalized the design of that Cobra symbol, uh, before Ron Rudat's brilliant uh, and iconic symbol was crafted fully, um, there was a was something else that was on Cobra Commander's chest, and it is often referred to as the Mickey Mouse Cobra Commander design. Because um, so it's yeah, supposed
0: to be a crown,
1: right? I, I think it's just a, a very odd-looking cobra symbol. I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, but either way, of course, this is kind of one of those things where that figure is extremely rare. Um, so they have done a few figures to pay homage to it both when they redid that set for the comic-con exclusive a few years ago. Um, and then in the sky striker set, there's another three and three quarter inch figure that was um, revealed as yet another big throw in. That was actually the, the final push that extra tier they threw in for that one. Um, but yeah, oh, we're getting that. You want
0: to talk about respecting the lineage of GI
1: Joe. Oh yeah.
0: The current Joe team. Wow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, that's – they they know what is going to have meaning to these fans, which is why they funded this thing in record time, and we are seriously looking at, like, doubling that goal probably before this thing's said and done easily um, yeah. within the next few days.
0: Well, and which brings us to the question, do you guys think that – because we're we're barely a weekend, and we will have this Cobra Commander unlocked by Monday, one hundred percent.
1: It might be even faster because this is a much more enticing yes uh, unlock mm-hmm. than a couple of the other ones were.
0: Because people are dying for a classic style Cobra Commander. People, there are a lot of people. I love the classified Cobra Commander because to me, this is what a pyramid scheme hatching dictator with no actual military background, this is what he would look like. This is the getup he would design for himself. However, I do want a more classic Cobra Commander in this line, as do many people. But I will say this, th- they're going to release this figure in the main line. It's gonna The deco is going to be different. But we're going to see this as a release. Potentially, we still don't know what the final two figures are in Walmart's retro line. Right. So he could be coming out as soon as that. But 100%, they are not tooling this figure just for this HasLab. Because if you know anything about HasLab, they don't do that. (laughs) <laughs> i i made almost half of what i paid for my sail barge back by selling yak face i made almost half of what i paid for my razor crest back by selling the jawa and the grogu Wow, yeah dude i'm telling you if you because that yak face came out at retail it just didn't have the coin and the glass And I don't care about the coin in the glass for the tune of $220. Same thing with the Razor Crest. That Jawa and that Grogu, different versions of those same figures came out at retail. I don't need the special Super Duper versions if I can make $300 of my Razor Crest funds back selling those figures. Same thing with this. This Cobra Commander, which by the way, comes with a back piece that is very similar to what mark ii designs does yep uh it comes with the globe with the cobra around it a number of different hands uh the i think it's called the venom blaster is his gun uh this cobra commander right here like i said 100 percent is gonna come out as a mainline version a little bit different this guy i'm gonna keep him in the box and i'm gonna put his little butt up on eBay and make (laughs) some of my his tank money back because that's how the smart guy or gal games has labs has labs. If you're, if you're smart, they cost you no more than two thirds of what you paid for them. That's my take.
1: Yeah. And if you're, you're really smart, go ahead and buy two. And just flip one.
0: Well, right. A couple months later. and, And if you, and look, this is another point of contention that some people have is why is this campaign even so long? Why is it 45 days? It's 45 days because your average citizen in 45 days can wrangle up $300 to pay for his tank. That's what that 100%. That is why this campaign is as long as it is because you want to give, hey, buddy, on. June what, when is it, June 30th? Is that when this went up?
1: Uh, I think so. Last That was the 29th. 29th? It was on Wednesday, yeah.
0: Hey, buddy. On June 29th, we're going to tell you about this thing that you need $300 for. You have until August 15th to wrangle up $300. However you do that. That's reasonable for most people, and that's why this campaign lasts the amount of time that it does. Now, that brings us to we're on the doorstep of the fourth tier. They're going to have roughly 30-ish days left with nothing else to announce. Do you guys think there will be any kind of bonus unlock, anything halfway through kind of like the cobra takeover for that the sky striker I don't,
1: I don't know i don't know um, because with that one that felt like almost desperation because it did not look like the sky striker was going to meet its goal right time.
0: and that was the big difference
1: yeah this one they don't really need any incentive this thing is moving
0: but they've they have, already
1: hit their you know double their goal pretty much
0: but they have to be looking at wow We've Mm -hmm. already been this successful. If we goose this thing, this amount for this amount of tooling, money, redeco, whatever, how much more can we achieve? And I got to feel like even if it's just, hey, we'll throw in another tactician, the second highest vote, we'll make that. There's got to be, I feel like there's probably something left but even if there's not i don't care because i was in when it was just the tank and the driver Mm -hmm. so how how engaged did you guys get with this first of all are you guys in
1: i am not yet but i am i am on the i am on the fence at this point and it's one of those where if I go in with one, I might go in with two just to...
0: Well, if you go in with two, you'll recoup your costs.
1: Right, just to recoup my costs. But, you know, that's also, it's like, going to get hit with $600 here right, in a month. Right, right. And, and then I have to wait a year and a half, possibly, to recoup any of that money.
0: Christian, what about you? What
2: has this done for you? So my initial was... I'll be able to pass. It hurts a little, but based off of just space, it's so big. Where am I displayed? Can I put this? That's that's a concern. 100%. Tier 1 and Tier 2, cool, but it wasn't swaying me when Tier 3 came out. Then I started... That was, you were like, ah. It was. It, yeah. I, so I'm back on the fence. I may be waiting until right down to the wire. Because um, I'm still just trying to justify. I This this will be like a centerpiece. And yeah. seeing is how I'm limited on space this can't end up like being in my storage unit and only coming out whenever I take photos.
0: Well, I'll throw this out there. I will guarantee that Cobra commander will fetch you a hundred dollars of your money back. Now, yes, as Noel said, it won't be until fall of next year, but
2: that will get you a hundred bucks at least of your money back. At this point with this line, not even joke, not even just, pointing at Hasbro looking at you also super seven a year between we see a figure and when it finally comes out, I think we're all used to. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just
0: expected. It's true. Uh, So I'm, I'm in for one for sure. And, and uh, with the fourth tier fourth unlock revealed uh, one is all I need. The only thing, like I said, the canopy and the side covers kind of make me want to be able to display too, but, but space wise, it's not realistic, especially knowing that, you know, a year and a half from now they're probably going to unveil another classified haslab and i'm going to have to have space for that as well because we have already established i'm a big sucker that's going to buy anything hasbro makes
2: <laughs>
0: uh so em- per emily all of the figures will be boxed in line with classified numbering so the driver the tactician the gunner cobra commander are all going to be numbered in line with the classified series for you completists out there. And by the way, I say completists because completionists is not a word. Stop <laughs> using it. Uh, success. This was reported at the round table uh, that Hasbro did after the announcement. Uh, they've already, it, they've said, this is already huge. Uh, Hasbro responded very positively to the funding here uh they've already opened doors for the mainline and future haslab projects so there you go there's your you better have space for a future project come on dragonfly uh and this version of the hiss will not be released again however other colors or variations are possible which in my mind Uh, an Arctic hiss without the lights, Uh, a desert hiss, you know, without the lights as a HasLab, because a very interesting precedent was set when Jabba's Palace was offered, not as a HasLab, but as a Hasbro Pulse item. That is a $250 item, but it's not a HasLab. So in my mind, this hiss tank will very likely be very slightly retooled and recolored and offered as a Has- Hasbro Pulse exclusive item. But not this guns out crazy Jim Carrey is the mask version. <laughs> uh, Emily stated, there are no plans beyond stretch goal number four. However, they are always observing Haslabs to find out what is best for Hasbro and the consumer, which is where they have some wiggle room for maybe they throw something else in as a 25,000 goal, as a 30,000 goal. Who knows? Well, but we'll find something out.
2: Keep, I, I, my gut just says, even if it's just something small, you know, like decals or something like that, I just feel like with so much longer to go before it yeah, ends right. When we're getting to that you know 15 days out, 20 days, you got to keep the momentum going. Well, here's
0: this is a very
2: interesting thing
0: and I'm I'm so torn on it. <clears throat> so there are people ordering five of this. 788 788 is the traditional his tank numeric designation. Uh, Some of the 25th anniversary hisses were released with a label sheet of numbers. So you could actually give different numeric designations to your hiss tanks. On the one hand, I appreciate that and the concept of that for this hiss. On the other hand, I don't want any stickers on my $300 toy. I want every bit of deco on this to be tampo. I don't want it to be stickers. So I'm a little torn where I see the need for customization, but on mine, I do not want tacky stickers
2: on this item. What do you guys
0: think about this?
2: I wouldn't necessarily put it on mine, but I, when I look at my masters of the universe um, classics, I still have those. I, I kept all the sticker sheets. So that you could do the different factions on your packages. Right, right. Because I like those logos. So I'm not saying like I would necessarily use them, but if there are customizers out there that probably.
0: Well, but here's, here's the problem though, is if you have the numbers as a customization option, then that means they're going to be that for everybody. Yeah, uh, unless yeah, they cheap produce... stickers are, though. But, but no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I don't want stickers on mine at all. I oh, want no. I, the seven eight eight. Yeah, I'm not 8 saying 8 8 they, they put the stickers all. on
2: them. I'm saying, like, even if that is something small, like, so include stickers uh, uh, that would like cover another the seven eight eight, right? Like, it's not a stretch goal necessarily. But like they hit a certain number and they've told us, you know, OK, oh, yeah, we're not getting anything past four. So let's just say all of a sudden they hit a number and then like, hey, guess what? Now we're also tossing in this decal sheet so you but can put the, But
0: the decals would have to have like rather than being translucent with the number printed, it would have to be like black with the number printed mm-hmm. because it would have to cover the 788 and, I
1: and it's going to be hard that. to match those colors up right if I do that
0: i don't know how you accomplish
2: that maybe not
0: i don't know mm. it, and it's it's an issue because like i said i understand the people that are buying five of these would love to have five different numeric designations i just don't see how it's possible uh all right, got gonna move on we got a lot more to cover My personal pick for a wacky stretch goal was a classified Chuckles figure with a Havoc (laughs) missile accessory. (laughs) That was the first thing that popped in my head, and I was so terribly disappointed when somebody in the HisTank forums posted that today. I was like, use some of my gun. You stole my idea. I was going to say that on the show tonight, and you beat me to it. (laughs) Um, But great minds think alike. To me, the bottom line with this is: this is a landmark toy. Uh, I don't even love the hiss that much. Like it, it's iconic for sure, but it is far from my favorite Joe vehicle. If you were, if you were to say, Dave, we're Hasbro, we're going to let you select ten GI Joe vehicles to reproduce the same way that they're making the sky striker for the the 118 scale the hiss would not be on my list but this is like i said this is a landmark toy it's this this is the first classified haslab this is hasbro putting everything into this vehicle and it's more than just a GI Joe vehicle; it is a landmark toy, and I have to have this toy. As a toy collector, this is an important piece that must be in my collection. Any final thoughts about the uh, his tank hazlab? We'll have obviously two weeks from now. We'll have more follow up.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, this is the this is the down period here for a few weeks. So we'll see what uh, what happens in the meantime to keep uh, interest in it.
0: It really is. It really is. Uh, also, part of this live stream, they give an update on the Skystriker Has Lab, and I'll be honest. Whatever, I already I already funded it. When it gets here, I'll be stoked about it. They did show how the blast effects are going to look. I think they look fantastic. Uh, the stand looks great. every it looked awesome. but there's just honestly, there's not that much to talk about. <laughs> what was much more interesting to me as far as the o-ring stuff was the fact that that stinger sold out in less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me, now, clearly Hasbro took the his tank much more seriously. but to me, it's almost equally as significant that that O-Ring Stinger sold out so quickly because that shows that there's a market for those things that are not Transformers crossovers. They're just GI Joe vehicles being offered through Hasbro Pulse. Uh, With O-Ring figures. With O-Ring figures. Right.
2: So. And a fair market price.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: the price on that was absolutely I thought was fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Because
0: if you look at what Hasbro's charging for O-ring figures, they're charging right. $21 for an O-ring figure. So that means the Stinger was $13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. And you and incredible. when you look at
1: the, you know, the Walmart releases which were 25 for vehicles that were as small as the Fang, right? right? Um and and one figure that's a i mean that's a huge upgrade from that because i mean first of all the stinger is it's a it's a much better vehicle that i think than what we've been getting with the oh yeah the striker and the hiss and very
0: clearly more effort was put into this stinger yeah to any of the other vehicles from the the retro me line whatever you want to call it uh so what a what an incredible couple of weeks to be a GI Joe collector, with the the reinforcement of the classified series, the reinforcement of the O rings. Uh, you know, Hasbro has one hundred percent gotten the message because we're speaking their language, and their language is money, and we are throwing our money at them.
1: I'm glad they listen to our show and take our advice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Uh tw- I think 2023 is going to be a phenomenal year. Uh so real quick before we move on, we got to talk about how 2022 has maybe not been such a phenomenal year. I'm just going to run through though, the last week has been the biggest week of the year for GI Joe because I received in the mail Classified series series Ooh. Storm Shadow. Classified Series Spirit. Awesome. Classified Series Cobra Officer, which by the way, in person, this figure is awesome. Uh it feels it really feels like a step above the trooper and the infantry that have previously been offered. It just looks, and that that silver cobra emblem just pops in a different... It hits different, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, This figure looks killer. Uh My O-Ring, Cobra Officer and Cobra Trooper, which, by the way, Hasbro, if you are listening, can you please just give us four Cobra Troopers? It, it, this makes no sense, because I want one officer for four Troopers. So give us some just Cobra Troopers. The... Fortnite, G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes came in. And finally, Croc Master and Fiona. uh, I
1: think mine is scheduled to arrive on Monday.
0: Which I have not opened yet, but uh, my son opened his. And this crocodile is incredible, but you have to pop the head off to get the leash on. And it looks really weird. And I haven't totally sat down because i i have been like i said i was in augusta for joe fest i was in wilmington for a week and then i came back and worked my butt off for a week straight i have not even had time to go through my joe fest uh acquisitions yet let alone open up any of this stuff so i'm gonna have to take a closer look and see how this color leash business works uh but Joe stuff finally coming in. I just have this to say target. Where are you target? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is happening? Uh, All right. I'm not going to go into the whole story of how stuff happened because I've got it in my hands now. So nobody cares. Let's talk about the fact that Hasbro has stated there will be no toys at San Diego comic-con. The exclusives will all be available online. And it seems to me from the wording of this, that the reveals will also all be online. So San Diego Comic-Con for Hasbro is going to be an entirely online event. That's, that's what I took away from their statement, which is fine with me. Yeah, 100% for those of us who <laughs> cannot make it to San Diego. That works out really well. (laughs) Uh, All right. Next up, we've got another big topic. How much have you guys looked at? We've already mentioned him. Carson Metaxas, the man, possibly the greatest modern ambassador of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Operation Recall launched just a few days ago. And completes a week before the His tank campaign, which is causing me tremendous intestinal discomfort. <laughs> uh, have you guys taken a look at Operation Recall?
1: Yeah, I'm going to back it. I just haven't figured out at what level yet. That's, See, where, that's, I'm,
0: where,
1: that's I'm where, where I'm at.
0: I went ahead and backed it at the four-figure level because I wanted to go ahead and get in early uh, I will be comfortable no matter how many they unlock, I will be comfortable with four figures, but man, I mean, this is for those that don't know, this is drawing some of the original creative talent of GI Joe back together to work on a new line of O-ring figures, Ron Rudett, Kurt bazigian Doug Hart, Bill Merklin, Larry Hama, and Ed Morrell are all coming back together to basically do G.I. Joe or Real American Hero 2.0. They can't call it that, but that's what it is, guys. Uh, Christian, have you taken a look at this thing?
2: I have, and I am in the same boat as Noel. I mean, this is is a
0: must-back. It's just going to depend on... What you want to do initially, because as with all Kickstarters now, the backer kit will give you the option to add things on. I, I gotta tell you, if it wasn't for the Hiss Tank has lab, I would be all in on this. But I just my gosh, you guys, call sign longbow just ended. I've got GI Joe pre orders coming in out the wazoo. <laughs> Other pre-orders because I'm a maniac that collects tons of different toy lines. You know, there there are only so many ways that I can stretch my finances. So right now I'm backing this at four figures.
1: I've also have and and I'll wait till I see the figures themselves, but I've been a little underwhelmed with some of the figure designs that got unlocked. Hmm. Um like I don't know, there's there's a couple of them that I really love. There's a couple of them that are like, eh, this is cool, but this doesn't feel like a GI Joe character to me. Um, I am
0: I am on the same page. And I'll, I'll just real quick, I will say, we are not going to break down the character designs or the figures because I don't. These are all all of these are us, right? Basically, and I don't want to rain on anybody's parade. Right, but right. I will say that I agree with you that there are some concepts that I don't. That's why I was so emphatic about four figures. As of right now, there are four characters that I would really love to have. Mm-hmm. The rest are I'm not as enthused about.
1: Yeah, and you said we, and we may see once once we see prototypes and pictures, and you know more than just like drawing some of them only by children at this point uh we may see something that really strikes us more and again Which, that's why by the that's... way i
0: love that this creative team is taking their input from everywhere i actually loved seeing the kids designs on mm-hmm. on the same same footing as the adults who were sending in submissions
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh and i think that's part of what makes this this uh, pursuit really special.
1: Well, K- Carson pushed me to submit. Uh, you know some of my childhood designs, but I just I couldn't bring myself to do it.
0: Well, here, here's <laughs> well, here's my thing. I was I was super gung ho that I was going to put something in. Then I really thought about it, and I was like, and this is me just being vain and and subservient to myself. I could not let any of my personal ip original ideas go and that's what you're doing when you submit an idea for this you are giving your ip to somebody else and as much as i would love to see like a phantom troublemaker figure i can't just sign that over to someone else so it may never ever 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 happen but i can't just give it away and i've got several i've got several concepts that i would love to see as figures but i can't give it to somebody else even if that means it'll never happen but i i respect look i'll i'll say this right now anybody who knows my background anybody who has been following needless things over the past decade plus knows that i am absolutely freaking bonkers over soul eagle guerrero the (laughs) luchador uh this is a figure i absolutely have to have in my collection a luchador gi joe is something that i 100 percent would have created so I love this concept. I love operation recall. Every single person listening to this right now should go to Kickstarter. And unfortunately you can't just Google Kickstarter operation recall because so many people have reported on this, that the actual Kickstarter does not come up in Google, So <laughs> you have to go to the Kickstarter website and then search for operation recall. Uh, but look at this. I, it's, it's one of the most wonderful projects I've ever seen, and even though I'm, I'm not in love with all of the concepts they're producing, I am in love with the overall idea.
1: Yeah, and the, I mean the the packaging for the one, of course, the Rotello figure is just gorgeous. Like this, oh yeah, looks, yeah. I mean, this is the closest thing we've had to like GI Joe packaging uh, that really resembles the 80s stuff. Well, again,
0: Um, it's it's G.I. Joe 2.0 in everything but name. Yeah. Christian, were there any... uh, Did anything jump out at you when you... uh, Because you were enthusiastic when I shared this on Instagram. You immediately
2: were like, oh my gosh. Yeah, um, much like you. The Luchador is amazing uh i also really like damselfly because i'm a micronauts fan oh wow and you're right her jetpack is total micronauts oh my gosh uh, so that's funny that you to hear you guys <laughs> i'm like I'm the opposite and to hear you guys because you're usually all in and now you're saying oh, right I'm like right four and honestly this when I say like I'm where Nolas where I'm trying to figure out where I want to back, this is the first one of these O-ring type Kickstarters where I am on the fence for all in. Oh wow. I I I really re- there's only one design where I'm like, meh, not bad, you know, but but all the others i mean the the one um the 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 one that the little kid did with mm-hmm. the turtle the i love the turtle one yeah mm-hmm. um i don't know just i also have a very soft spot for seeing other people's creativity yeah yeah and so, uh, yeah. I, again, once most of them are made into figures, you know, like I, I love Breacher. The at least the drawing for his dog is just that dog is yeah. nuts. Well, and like I, I love the idea
1: of getting another like MP style character, or another urban uh, specialist like that. So. That's one that I, you know, would love to see what the final uh, the final product looks like. But that's one that is definitely on the higher end of the things I would be looking forward to, and it well, definitely feels like it would fit in with Di Joe. This would be like an up like uh, mutt and shockwave are going out on patrol with breacher. Well, yeah.
0: and, and uh, to be honest, almost even more significant than that is that this looks so eminently compatible with callsign Longbow. Yeah, These will have the same swivel wrists. Uh, these creators are all working together. And uh, it just feels like we're in this new golden age of O-Ring where all these creators are cooperating and delivering the best O-Ring product we will ever see. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, Operation Recall. Go to Kickstarter, search Operation Recall. It looks fantastic. We will be following it over the coming weeks. And it, like I said, unfortunately ends one week before the HISTank campaign. So at this point in my life, uh, for for an, uh, an expenditure like this, I have to to really justify it. And I'm looking right now... At my Mezco One Twelve Collective shelves and thinking, do I need this anymore? Because I could sell. Wow. Yeah,
2: this I, whole look, new era of Dave.
0: Well, the the there are a few One Twelves that I would absolutely keep. Uh, the mm-hmm. Diabolic will never leave my possession. Uh. But, and and the G.I. Joe's, I'll keep my pre-orders for the Joe's, but looking at them, they're great. They're possibly the greatest action figures of all time, but I open them, I give them the accessories I want, and I put them on the shelf and I'm done with them. Mm. And comparing that to these O-rings that are a whole new collection that are potentially the wave of, of my future collecting. And I've got to really consider what, toy-wise, what do I enjoy more? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Also, I could probably sell like three 112s and pay for an all-in on this. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Follow-up to come. Uh, All right. So we're getting pretty close to wrapping this thing up. I wanted to throw an idea out to you guys and see what you think of this and to the listeners and see what you think of this. Uh, There are certain YouTube channels that I see shared all the time. And the general tone of this is, my gosh, look at this jerk and his bad take. Go watch his video. I can't believe what a jerk he is. Uh, I would like to suggest to everybody listening to this, rather than sharing these jerks who are sharing negative takes and who are being negative just for the sake of getting views, why not share something positive? Why not share people who are giving their genuine opinions like the Needless Things YouTube channel? (laughs) Why not share people who are genuine toy enthusiasts and who aren't throwing out hot takes just to generate views for their channel. This drives me absolutely insane. Every single time I see a share that's man, look at this jerk and and what he's saying. Well, why did you share it?
1: Just feeding You're, the algorithm,
0: right? You're just putting more eyeballs on this negativity. Share the positivity or share the genuine critiques or share the genuine enthusiasts. Let's get that out in the world rather than these idiots who can barely articulate a thought and who are just being outrageously negative because they know that the sheep will come to them to, to, to share their ridiculous views.
1: On that note, I would like to share one of my favorite moments from joe fest and i know i told you guys about this but on sunday morning i was walking around um had my headphones in i was just kind of browsing the the toys going over one more time thinking about is there any more last-minute purchases i could buy and somebody stopped me and said hey you are you part of audible interlude and i said yeah yeah did you come to the panel yesterday goes yeah and he told us told me how much he loved our show and uh how much he loved listening to people who were very positive about the product and we're not just spending all of their time complaining about hasbro because obviously that is the crux of a lot of media out there yeah. so um i i i thank you for listening um I'll give you a shout out and uh you know we, we hope you keep on enjoying the show and um yeah it's that's the reason why i like doing this you know, I, I love I love talking about GI Joe but when I hear people and I hear positive feedback and people telling us like you know wait hey, what you're doing is 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 great even if we're not getting 10 million listeners a month um, you know it's it's just fun that we're reaching people
0: I I would and this this has been the case as long as I've been podcasting which is over a decade now uh, I and we will Always bring sincerity, positivity, and critique when necessary. And if that doesn't get us billions of views, so be it. We will never be disingenuous. We will never do anything just with the intention of building hype and getting clicks or whatever. I, I don't have that in me. And I know you guys don't either. We're here because we love G.I. Joe because we want what's best for the brand and for the fans. And that's all we'll ever be. Uh, all right. Well, we can step down off of our soapbox. Now. <laughs> uh, a couple, a couple of quick things to wrap up. Christian, you found a freaking gold mine. Do you want to oh, tell us about this?
2: My gosh. So, um, I, <clears throat> How
0: did you, first of all, how did you find this?
2: Randomly, um, it was a, There, okay. I like to do Google searches for certain, you know, toy lines, you know, prototypes, customs, stuff like that. Um, so just doing one of my random searches, and I don't even think it was for G.I. Joe, necessarily. Um, I found a Twitter thread, and I'm going through this Twitter thread, like, why, why was this, you know, sent to me? And then it was like one of the responses. And um, so there is a website that is just a, when I say a plethora of information, I mean, it is an archive of the Marvel Sunbow Studios. So every single show that Sunbow worked on, there's all this documentation. So it's not just documentation of the cartoons. If it had a toy line associated with it, they've got, as much information and photos and uh i'm gonna i know i'm gonna pronounce this wrong uh etherea like storyboards animation layouts like if it exists in some way shape or form they have found it and they have put it on this website and it's it's not even really like a uh you know, obviously, not a well-known website. It, it's almost like back in the day when you used to get like, well, you know, yeah, it's, Geo linked.
0: It's a blog spot. Um, yeah, and it's this covers everything from Spider-Man and his amazing friends from 1981 to the Tick to 1986, like all of the
2: Sunbow productions and and anything that they worked on that didn't even necessarily get picked up. Into yeah, a yeah. show produce stuff. when i um when you look at this on the phone you cuz that's how i discovered it the first time uh, you don't have all the shows laid out it's actually yeah. like a, you know a drop down menu and i'm like oh yeah know that know that know that know that and then all of a sudden i'm like wait what well
0: jim henson's, jim henson's little muppet monsters was the one that jumped out at me i was like what the heck is that <laughs> oh, you. Oh, I don't remember that
2: at all. No well, that's recollection because, of that. That's because only, uh, I believe, only one episode made it to air. Two episodes were produced. So it was a tie in. They were going to do an hour block. Um, and if you look through comic books at the time, you'll see the ad for Muppet Babies and Little Monsters. Oh, wow. And so the Little Monsters, it, it was almost like the polar opposite right? Where Muppet Babies was all cartoon. So right. Little Muppet Monsters was puppets. Oh but then within gosh. that episode, there is a cartoon featuring the adult version of the Muppets. But, so like with Muppet Babies, you know, Jim Henson wasn't doing the voice of Baby Kermit, but that's okay. right? A baby. It can sound different. The animation used on the um, and the adult Muppet segment was actually really poor. Um, oh. So finding out that Sunbow did it, when you look at it, it doesn't look like Sunbo. And the voices that they got to replicate, you know, Jim and Frank Oz and them, it was just, it was too different. Like not even, you know, after Henson died and Steve Whitmer took over, and you were yes. like, "It's close enough, but it's different." No, no, it Kermit sounded like somebody doing a bad Kermit impression. So Henson, uh, if I remember correctly, Henson himself was like, Th- "This can't. This go is out. no good." Well, we're we're way too far afield of GI Joe at this point. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, this- so when you click on the GI Joe section bunch of stuff about the cartoon but they also have the toy fair catalogs yes and so we're going to
0: we're going to save those yes because those are going to be a feature because as i was clicking through these there are some fascinating things about the toy fair shots that i noticed including character or figures that have completely the wrong accessories Uh, -hmm. we're, we're going to do a deep dive on these in a later episode, but for now, we just wanted to let everybody know sunbowmarvelarchive.blogspot.com. What a, what a wild resource for, for people
2: our age, I guess. Yeah. Like all what little free time I've had in the last like week since I've discovered it. Like I, I, I've just been going down this rabbit hole. Like it is an amazing site. I would love to know how they pulled all of this. Well, and it's
0: fascinating that because Sunbow Marvel Archive, you'd think it would just be scripts and cells and Mm -hmm. and production drawings and things like that. But the fact that they did include the Toy Fair catalogs and other elements is is very, very interesting to me. But we'll, like I said, we're going to do a deep dive on this site. In a future episode. I just thought it was worth pointing out to everybody now. And I'm, I'm so stoked that you found this thing. Because it's wild. Uh, all right. Last thing I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, shoptrends.com Were you guys aware of this? I don't think I even knew about this.
2: Not until you sent that link.
0: So... The box art from a lot of the classified series G.I. Joe is available from shoptrends.com as posters of various sizes. So you can get the Cobra Officer, the Bat, the Alley Viper, Zartan, Storm Shadow, Spirit, Croc Master. Like, not all of the art, but a good bit of the art. But what I was most bummed out about is that awesome cobra island like diagram isn't available as a piece of art and i gotta wonder why the heck not but uh for the listeners go check out shoptrends.com uh and go to the gi joe license they've got all kinds of different posters and wall art you can get it framed unframed different sizes all kinds of cool stuff uh, I think I'm probably gonna order the Cobra Officer poster. I really that like is that sweet.
1: one. That one's cool. And the Alley Viper is just screaming my name, too. That, yeah. there's, a, there's a three pack that's available that gets those two in the bat.
2: So, and the bat, yeah. yeah. The Alley
0: Viper is super propaganda looking, and I really like it for that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah it actually makes me want to now go and get the Alley Viper figure,
0: dude. It's aside from the shin guards that I still feel like are like messed up. It's a great figure. It's a fantastic looking figure. It's so toyetic. Toyetic is always going to be like the thing I go back to. And like out of all the Joe classified figures, that Alley Viper stands out so much as like a wow. This This is a feature of my shelf. All right, guys. Well, I think it is time to wrap up this episode of Audible Interlude. I would remind the listeners, you can catch us live. We will be recording an episode at Dragon Con in September on the American Sci-Fi Classics track. Come out, participate in the panel. We have, if you go back and listen to our Joe Fest panel, you will find out we are very much in a crowd interaction. We will have prizes. We will have buttons. I'm going to do another run of hats. Uh, so come say hi to us at Dragon Con. Our music is by Andy Sanford of music.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Christian, where can we
2: find those pictures that you post? You can find me on flickr.com and Instagram under Legion Cub. Awesome toy photography that
0: everybody should be checking out. Noel, tell us a little bit about The Finest.
1: You find this as an international costuming group focused on the world of GI Joe. Uh, we actually, of course, uh, did have a presence. I was not doing any participation just because I was didn't I didn't want to haul costumes. Honestly, I wanted to bring a duffel bag, and that was all I wanted to bring for the weekend. Uh, but uh, we did have a very successful Joe Fest. Um, I was actually trying to find the number. I know that uh, it was a uh, $1,400 raised for Canines for Warriors um awesome. at uh at joe fest so uh great cause so thanks for anybody who may have uh, dropped by the booth and uh donated some money to uh to the finest for that cause
0: you guys thank you so much for sitting down and talking about gi joe once again as always yo joe
1: cobra